You are now listening to the Claim It podcast with me, your host, Trisha Huffman, your joyologist. On this podcast, I have conversations with people who intrigue and inspire me. We get into the journey of their life, how they got to where they are today, including doubts and fears and what they faced along the way and still have today. Because I believe that our feelings of enoughness, of worth, of success, of being lovable, of being worthy aren't out there somewhere. And we are so often looking for them outside of us, chasing them. But really, it's up to us to claim it for ourselves every single day, sometimes every moment of every day. (laughs) And today's guest, we have Katie Seller. She is a multi-company CEO who, even though she was raised by entrepreneur parents, never thought that was the route she'd go. We get into how did that become a part of her life, starting her own company? What created that? What has her journey been like? And the evolution of having a successful business and what's inspired her to create more businesses and to shape what she continues to do and offer. So let's get into it. All right. So we first met, virtually met, I believe, because you was that you did like a blog about like product lines using cuss words, maybe. I think so. I think it was uh, women owned businesses and like around the same sort of feel as mine that, you know, women that are being different. (laughs) Yeah. And so that's, I think when I first learned about you, but I think we have a mutual friend, I think Melissa, right. Who was running shop compliment. Yeah. So I was like, when I saw you share, I was like, Oh my God, what is this business? This is super cool. Um, so yeah. Metal Marvels. Was that your first business? Because now it seems like you're like <laughs> no, I have no time juggling oh so yeah. many businesses. <laughs> yeah, that was the very, my first like toe dip into entrepreneurship at all, ever. And so what were you, because it's, it started as jewelry, right? Yeah. Jewelry that so it I- has like sassy affirmation-esque you do have affirmations but also like some like some there's a lot more so I call my line sassy but yours is for sure <laughs> sassy falls <laughs> to the wall um it actually started with what I like to I just call like boring jewelry um because when I first got started boring it was jewelry. more so like I was tired of like having a boss first of all I worked big box retail my entire life so I was annoyed with like the dangling of promotions and never getting them. And no matter what I did, no matter how hard I busted my ass, like I just wasn't, it was never, it was like, oh, well then do this and then do this. And I was super annoyed. And so I I was a year away from graduating college and I'm like, I I mean, I never thought of entrepreneurship as like the road I was going to go. I grew up, my dad has owned a business since five months before I was born and he still owns it. So I've been surrounded by it. My mom owns a dance studio. It's funny. They're like, they're both ends, which I feel like is what makes me like, I am that hard ass entrepreneur. My mom runs a business where she doesn't make money. She literally does it just because she loves Mm. her kids and she loves the studio and the dance life and all of that. So I'm like, I have a weird mixture of both of them. Um, And yeah, it, it was just, I need to do something to where I can hopefully eventually make a living for myself and not have to have a boss. And yeah, it was you know, like lovingly called boring jewelry, just like when like statement necklaces that were the big thing at the time, 
What um, is a statement necklace? Like, I'm not really a jewelry person. Like, and it, the funny thing is like, and maybe that's why it's worked out better me in going this direction is because I'm a very like simple, I'll wear one necklace. Even if it says something like bold on it, like I want one necklace. Right. I never Same. take off my rings. My earrings never come out and I will like alternate my bracelet. But these were like these big chunky, like enamel. I think they were enamel. I don't even know. These just big chunky things. Um, and then like, I had like the layered necklaces and like sold those like rhinestone headbands. That was were, like, this all, did you start online or did you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah so what, I started it all online. What made you start with jewelry? <laughs> uh, I was living at home at the time and it was a, like, I've always been a lover of jewelry, even if I'm like on the simpler side, like I I've loved jewelry, but it was also too, I'm like, well, I live at home. I don't want to like overrun my parents' house with inventory. Right. <laughs> Something that's small enough that doesn't take up a whole lot of space. And I mean, I really, for a while, I lived out of like those stacker things they sell at Target that you just like pull open and like each thing was in there. Um, and I even had like pegboards. Like it, it kind of took over our office a little bit, but it was not like, you know, a room full of clothing or, you know, whatever the case. It was just, it's something smaller. So I'm like, that is... I feel like a little more manageable, especially for me, like having no experience of like shipping anything and trying to figure that all out myself. I'm like, well, jewelry doesn't cost that much to ship. So it seemed like the easiest route. Yeah, it is small and light and easy, but that even like, so you're about to graduate college and were you in college with like, this is what I want to do or just like you go to college, you get a degree. Yes. Like, uh, my parents were very much, you go to college. Um, but I was also pretty good at persuading my like way into what I wanted to do. Um, weirdly. So when I was younger, my, like my goal in life was to be a makeup artist. Um, I'm somehow naturally skilled, have no clue, but somehow like supernaturally skilled. I actually worked at Mac cosmetics for a while. Um, and, uh, that was my thing. I was like, I'm going to do that. But my dad being very old school was like, you're not going to make money and I don't want you to struggle. And the and usual you need a degree to fall back on <laughs> and old, the usual older mindset. Um, and so I sort of put that to the side, but I figured a way and something that I'm also like naturally good at that I figured I could use that had a degree that, tended to be a more like lucrative business was interior design. Uh, so I actually went to school for that first. Uh, I went to FITM, um, the Fashion Institute of oh. Design and Merchandising. Um, and I went there and I got my AA in interior design. Um, and I loved like my OCD loved the architecture side of it. <laughs> but in, when I graduated from that, they all the jobs that I was like searching and looking at were wanting a bachelor's degree for an assistant position. Oh, so even though you had the design degree, they like needed you to have a bachelor. Yeah, they wanted you to have a bachelor's to be an assistant, which I'm like, an assistant fetches coffee and like sample, like fabric samples. Right. That's That's not bachelor degree worthy. Like I'm not spending at least two more years in school just to like start there. Um, and so I was trying to figure out, I'm like, what, like, what can I do? <laughs> and I sort of just figured a business degree works everywhere. Like yeah. I can, you know, I, it's, it's what's my, you know, my dad has done. So I'm, I'm familiar with it, but you know, it's something that is a little bit more like universal. So I'm bound to get a job and I was already working in retail anyways. So I'm like, that will help me move up in the ladder because in retail, they want you to have a, a degree to be a store manager. 
So I'm like, okay, fine, <laughs> I'll do that. And I didn't love all of it. I'm pretty positive I slept through most of my accounting classes. <laughs> I now have a bookkeeper. You did end up, did you end up graduating? I did, I did. Yeah, I was uh, a year away and I did it fast. I'm not one, which I feel like is just a, a thing in my life. I am not one to like dick around on things. I, when I, so FITM doesn't require any like general ed stuff. So I had to do all that over at a community college, which was not fun. I was definitely the oldest in the classroom. Um, <laughs> they're all like 18. I'm like, I'm in my mid twenties. Um, <laughs> and, the, uh, so I had to start that all over. And when I got to Cal State Fullerton, they were like, it's going to be three years. And I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> I'm not doing three years here. Like I've already been in college way too long. And so I s- squeezed it all down to like just that or just under two years. So I'm like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> I'm not going to be here forever. So yeah, it was, it was basically one year in, uh, that I was, that I basically decided to start this. And I'm like, I mean, might as well. We'll see. And I literally sat in class. So you were doing like a heavy load in class, decided to start your own business. At that time, did you then decide to quit your big box job? Or were you like trying this also on top of that? Like, let's just see if this takes off. I like to do everything all at once. (laughs) Uh, I I worked, so at the time I worked at Target um, and they knew eventually once I started and it kind of like, it, it at those years, it was never like, it wasn't amazing. It was functioning. People were buying things, but, um, they knew, cause I even told them, I'm like, if there's like any, not that I'm competing with target, but if there's any conflict of interest, like you need to let me know now and I need to figure it out or my management could care less. Um, and so I was working there basically the whole time. And then, uh, I, so I started the business. So working at target, year later I graduated and I was actually on track to, I had an internship at Target, um, to be management. And again, it was like, no matter what you did, you really did it. And I think they like, they wanted a certain person. I feel like I was probably not that I was a little more healthy. (laughs) And so, yeah, so I did that and I, I was on track to do that. And then it just like, you know, it was never like going to the next level. And so I, was actually having like a conversation with my dad and his, so his business has been around, I've been around since January of 1986. Um, and he, for the longest time, I feel like was still stuck in the nineties as far as advertising and things like that. And so during this conversation, I'm like, why don't you hire me? Like, I know your business. I've been around it my entire life and you need to get up to like the two thousands of social media and like all of this new marketing And so, yeah, so he hired me and I worked there for two years. And then I finally quit that in 2017. So I, and I started the business in 2012. So I worked for a long time along with, I mean, given the double paychecks were very nice. And then, so in that time, well, wait, you quit, you didn't quit Target until 2012 or you mean? uh, No, so I I quit Target. Quit Target worked for your dad for two years yeah. and that, but you, th- you were still doing the jewelry at the time. And is that yeah. time still what you're saying? The more, what did you call it? Boring jewelry. Boring jewelry. <laughs> I was about to say simple. And I was like, it wasn't simple. <laughs> Target time that I was working with Melissa at the time. And we <laughs> were having a coaching call and she kind of like gave me this look and I'm like, I feel like whatever's coming is not going to be something I enjoy. And I'm like, 
what's your thoughts? Cause she like, she just had this weird look on her face and she was like, honestly, I think that it is time that you rebrand and that it was not ever something I like ever thought about. I'm like, I'm just going to sell this jewelry forever. And I didn't think of it as boring at the time. I was just like, this is what I'm doing, but it was also not very me. Yeah. So she's like, I think it's time to rebrand. Like every time I would like drip little bits of myself out in whether it be a social post or um, eventually I got like one piece of jewelry that had the word fuck on it. And it like, it took off. I, yeah. I brought that in in October of that year and it ended up being my bestseller for the entire year. Um, and so she's like, but that A is proof. But then also the fact that people are gravitating towards these posts where you're really being yourself. Yeah. Um, she's like, I think... I think that's where you need to go because you're not really, I wasn't really like thriving. And she kept telling me, she's like, you're not telling your story. And I'm like, I don't have a story. Like (laughs) I don't have a story. I'm like, I am some white girl from Orange County who grew up in like a well-off family. Like, I'm like, I don't have a story. She's like, but you're ignoring all the rest of you. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) And yeah, I had actually had a friend who she's in marketing too. And I asked her, I'm like, do I have a story? And she's like, absolutely. And she like sent me this huge text message and I just started crying because I'm like, that's weird. Like, A, I hadn't even really known her that long. And she knew my story like to a T. Mm. She's like, you're putting it out there just in small bits and pieces and you're like not fully embracing it. And I was like, oh God, like when she said that and I just like, I lost it. I'm a crier anyway. So uh, I lost it. And I was like, okay, I guess, I guess this is like, what we have to do. So then I rebranded and that's when I just went balls to the wall with all the cursing and all of it. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. I, I think like, yeah, when you're saying like, I don't have a story, like, is that like, you think that people and you, and I'm guessing people out there listening to it's like, they think, Oh, if they didn't have like some traumatic, you know, cause I can be like, Oh, what made me be a geologist? My dad passed away suddenly. And so that inspired me to do this. Or I, which I do, I have many stories. I almost committed suicide at 15 and like very, but so it's like, feels like, Oh, well, I must not have enough to say or share that is uniquely me because I'm just me. Like I don't have like yeah. these things that happened. I, yeah. I think what I'm, I'm realizing as I also see like more people in it too, is I think in general, we're so close to ourselves and our businesses, but mostly ourselves. Like I am with myself every damn day. So to me, it's nothing, it's nothing new. Like it's nothing. You forget your unique qualities or what makes you different or that people laugh at these things or that you see things differently. Like, yeah, that we might not remember the best reflectors of ourselves. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think too, like, and I think there is, there's that, I think it's moving away from that. But I think for a while too, there was this like idea that you had to have something traumatic or something happened and like and maybe it's not traumatic to other things like to your whatever use your like trauma is is trauma to you it's just different to other people it's maybe not it's like dramatic on some scale but like yeah you you have this idea that like well it's it's not really enough like I so I was sort of forced to come out as bisexual which in all technicality I am pansexual but most people don't know what that means um I prefer to love people for what's in their heart. I have zero, I, I don't give a shit what's between their legs. Is that um, what pansexual, pansexual yeah. means? That's technically what it's called, meaning that you basically just love people. It doesn't matter their gender, identity, whatever. Okay. But to like the general public, I just say bisexual because everyone has no clue what that means otherwise. <laughs> but I was sort of like, I was forced to come out with my parents uh, when I was like 
17, I think. Um, I had had, I've been having a relationship with a girl and they were like, well, what's up, what's going on? And we want to know. And sort of like, wouldn't let me tour college unless I basically came out, which was really fun. Uh, and so like, it was a little traumatic. Like my mom and I went through some real rough times between there. She mom's from Indiana. She's very, well, she's older than my dad. So she's very old school. Um, lovingly call her a redneck. Like (laughs) she's that old mentality. So it was, it was definitely a a thing where it's just, obviously it sounds like a flip on the head of where I will tell everybody, I don't care. Like in this weird world of dating now, it's one of the things that I tell you almost like basically immediately. Um, because if you have a problem with it, like obviously this will not go anywhere. Um, and so it's, yeah, it's something that like saying where you are now and where you're not, cause there are, I'm sure people that are feeling the way you are right now that are not going to say that on their first date. Cause they maybe haven't gotten fully comfortable. Oh yeah. Right, it took where me they years. Are. It, years. Yeah. Um, it, and it wasn't even like, I feel like around like the bisexuality thing that really took me a while because I, I feel like it's encompassed in like a whole thing. Um, for me, like where I feel like my like no fucks attitudes sort of like derived from, um, was, which I'm like, and when I talk about it, I'm like, Oh yeah, that's like a traumatic event for me. But I'm like the, on a normal day, I'm like, Oh, I don't even, whatever. Um, but I had, I was, I'm a cancer. So I'm very emotional. I'm very romantic. I'm like very obsessed with love. Um, (laughs) and I was quite obsessed with this guy in high school. Uh, and I had a huge crush on him. And this is back in the days of AOL Instant Messenger. <laughs> if anybody is, you know, born in the 90s, you probably have no idea what I'm talking about. And it was like the, you know, you, you could actually like, that's the way you'd communicate with the people at school. That you had zero balls to talk to. <laughs> and yeah, I ended up telling him that I liked him. Uh, and he came back and told me uh, that my face is, uh, my face is really pretty, but I'm kind of fat. And I was like, all right, of course, as a teenager, I just chattered. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay, that fucked me up for a while. But then it was like, I think a few years after high school, I don't know, I had this just like, this like moment where I realized I'm like, I don't even know where that person is today. Like, that's like, how little. Like you were still feeling the effect of his words, but at the oh, same, yeah. like, so that's what you mean. Like you're realizing, like, I'm still feeling like living into, Oh, my face is pretty, but blah, blah, blah. Like that's what people believe about me. That's yeah. what the, is the truth about me because this guy said it. And then you're like, wait, I don't even, I don't even yeah. know. Like, why is this person's yeah. opinion? Yeah. I had a moment in my life. Like, oh my God. like and I, and I had been somebody for a, a while that like held on to people's opinions. Um, and just because I think too, in like, whether it's a cancer thing or whatever, like somewhat of a people pleaser. And so I always like wanted, I wanted everybody to like me, of course. Um, and so, yeah, I held on to it for a while. Um, and then I had like a moment where I was like, I don't even know where he is. Clearly he does, has, he's a completely irrelevant, which means that his opinion is completely irrelevant. Um, and it also too, around the same time, cause I was still sort of struggling with like my mom on like the bisexuality thing. My dad didn't care. My dad, literally could give two shits about it and so it was like this weird like thing and I kind of had a moment where I was like you know what none of this matters like at all and I had like a although not religious I had sort of a come to Jesus moment with myself I thought you were gonna say that and I was gonna already rephrase it to I had a come to Katie moment like yeah Yeah, I think it was it was just like a it's like 
moment in myself. And it's funny, I was actually in San Francisco in the middle of <laughs> Golden Gate Bridge and I was alone at sunset and I like, I started crying and it was like this like weird moment. And I just realized that like the shit didn't matter. And I like, I went home and like my attitude was different. Um, I told my mom that she could either accept me or never see me again. Um, and that I was very adamant about that. And I'm, and it's something that like, I try to like remind a lot of people today of like family is usually the most toxic and people are like, Oh, but they're blood. No, <laughs> that's not how this works. It's hard. If they're that, like toxic. It doesn't belong in your life, regardless who it is. And I, I told her, I said, you either can accept me and have me in your life and eventually maybe see me get married or not, or have babies or not, or whatever the case, like you can either be here or you cannot plain and simple. And I sort of adopted that attitude with everything. Um, and so it like, it's weird at how it, and it kind of, it was a very quick like switch, um, that took years. So it, I'm like, it's always like, people are like, how'd you get like this? I'm like, it's just like business. It never happened overnight. Like while the actual moment, right. The like click in happened. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. there was a long process, like same thing with business. There was years before my business took off and people knew who I was like at least three years. Like, so it's not a, it's not an overnight thing, but it definitely like that moment, like drastically changed like me and my outlook towards everything. And it was a lot of that. She's like, it's that part of you, especially that you're not like, you're not putting out there. Mm. I was like, Oh, all right. Cause if obviously if I'm feeling this way, there's tons of other people that are feeling this way that have dealt with the same thing, especially when it comes to like body issues or sexuality. Like yeah, there's all this like stuff around it. And so she asked, she's like, I think you really got to like, you just got to throw it out there. Like if you're, she's like, you're going to alienate people, which was a little thing for me to like get over of like some of my best customers. I'm pretty positive. I'm going to lose. Do I, do I worry about that and, you know, cater to them or do I be myself and find new people who become best customers sort of thing. So jumped off the cliff. (laughs) Yeah. So what was that then experience? And so you're going from it's, jewelry so your social and stuff like that is probably like very like was your company name different at the same time uh, the name was the same but the, all the branding was different I mean it's night and day um my, it's I literally I look at it and I'm like that's so boring uh, so it's it just was, then you started to so you didn't change the name but your reband was like all of a sudden your voice is like really coming out there yeah. and you start making these like sayings and for like because also you said you had that one fuck saying before that were there even things that had sayings on them or were the no got uh, it because now was, everything a few because there was some bracelets here or there that like some of the wholesalers sold but they were again more of that like boring sort of mantra situation um and yeah so it was just sort of like things like that but it was the main the first one was like bold like in your what face was it uh, the fuck, fuckity, fuck. Fuck, fuckity, fuck. <laughs> so I just like went full blown. Like we might as well try this. Let's just. That was the first <laughs> one that kicked, <laughs> and it definitely stuck. <laughs> but yeah, so I can see you're like, yeah, you're not even like, like laying it in like with a like nice note, and then yeah, that's gonna be like, what's happening here now? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I, I sort of changed. I mean, the other pieces that I carried, I sort of changed a little bit too. And I kept some of them around for a little while before going full blown. Cause of course I needed to like create them and like, you know, get, have a made and like all of this before we went. So I have a few pieces that I had trickled in 
along with the other stuff. Um, but that was like the main one that like kind of went out there and took off and sort of like changed everything. Cause I think that was the end of, I think that's the end of 2015 that I brought that out. And then I officially launched the rebrand in June of 2016, I think it was. So a little bit after, but it like, you don't think of how like many things you have to change during a rebrand. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's so many pieces. Um, but yeah, it, and I started like, I, I think I also started like laying it in with the like captions on Instagram posts and things like that um, to kind of get them a little bit more used to it. Uh, but yeah, it, I mean, it, I don't know if it was the shock and awe of the, I mean, the necklace, I mean, it did very, very, very well. Um, and yeah, I lost some people, um, some of like that were my best people. I don't even know if they shop with me anymore. Cause I feel like they don't, um, I haven't seen their name in a, in a while. <laughs> uh, but I also have new people that buy yeah. every single thing I put out. So <laughs> Yeah. So how did that then feel like, and how did you deal with the, like realizing, Oh, I'm losing people, but then also I'm guessing you feeling a lot like free and like probably more inspired and excited about what you're doing. Right. But then still oh, doubts yeah. and fears of like, oh, what, yeah, if this doesn't was, sell? what if this is a disaster? What if? Yeah. yeah. For a while too, I wasn't like, I was nervous and I knew like, and I would watch and I'd see like the email unsubscribes and I'm like, Oh God, like, that scares me and but then also to melissa like she's like yeah but even regardless of when they unsubscribe if they do let them go they don't want to be on your email list so why pay for them i'm like exactly that's how i feel i don't ever care when people unsubscribe okay. anymore i'm like cool you're keeping me at my price list. <laughs> i'm not going up anymore um it's all like because like, everybody okay. people join that week people leave that week all right yeah that was like a big thing and i think too because like i'm definitely like a reformed like person of like worrying about numbers um like our following has grown but it's not something that I'm like paying attention to where before I feel like especially starting you're like well, I want to get to this I want to get to that and of course I know everybody wants like the elusive 10,000 because you get the swipe up which yeah I fully fully get because it's very difficult without it but like I just I for a while there I was like you know paying attention to that or the unsubscribes and like all of that and that was around the time like that I did rebrand so I've, I've definitely like changed since then because I'm like whatever, follow me, don't follow me. Like, cause if you're following me and you're not really like supporting my things, like, why are you even here? Um, but no, it was definitely like a change. So, I mean, yeah, I took a minute to like not focus on the fact that I was losing those people. Um, but also in realizing like what I've gained and especially since then, like realizing what I've gained from making the switch, um, and being able to like create what I want. Um, and like, I, I make a living saying the word fuck all the time, which is my favorite word anyway. So like, <laughs> well, and I make up that you also have like a greater sense of community now because you're being your real self and like, there might still be fears of like, Oh, can I say that or do that or whatever now? But like that you're always then coming back to what feels right to me, not and like, what's not like what's best for the brand or what will everybody else like and stuff, which can be marketing, you know, tactics, but I write, it also feels best if it's like, if you are more aligned with your brand, then you don't, it's easier to make those decisions and choices. Oh, totally. 100%. And I mean, I, I had a Facebook group for a very long time too. Like those customers were in there. I'm pretty sure some of them left too. And it, but it's also now like, even that has morphed into a thing like where it's my favorite place on Facebook. Like I spend most of my time in there. We talk about everything. Um, 
you know, it's, it's weird. Cause it's like, I'm like, it's just a Facebook group. The amount of people that like thank me for it, like is such a weird thing that I'm like, I mean, it's humbling. So I'm like, it's amazing that there is this place. Like I let them, I'm, they rant about whatever they want. Um, there's no, like, there's no judgment. If you don't agree with what the person's saying, like, and you come out back with like a sassy or a rude comment, like you're immediately getting muted and I'm going to address it. And then you do it again, you're gone. Um, because it's very much like an open space for people to communicate, to rant, to get advice or help or whatever the case. Um, and they know that it's like a safe space. Um, and with the brand, like it's, yeah, I, I don't, I mean, there's some things if there is like, there's something, I mean, I've been very, like, I'm very, very opinionated about things I care about as far as like human rights or women's rights or things like that. Um, I have chosen to not go into like politics directly um, just because I'm a very weird political person as it is. I mean, I'm technically nonpartisan in Nevada, but you know, I believe in human rights and there's other things that I believe in. And so I'm this weird like mixture of things, but I also feel like it's not, it's not something that's true to me to like put it into my brand. Um, but that's when everyone's like, oh, this is so political when I do something about abortion. But to me, I don't see those things as political. Um, I think they're literally just human yeah. things. Um, and so I've, I've done that, but it's, I mean, even, even that, like if I chose to do something political, again, I would do it because it's me, but I also know if it's, it's more alienating too. But I also think it's not, it's not my focus. Like I would much rather fight for the things that need to be fought for, like human rights, like LGBTQ rights, um, and the put money there, um, when we can, or, you know, like fires in Australia or anything that happens like that. Like, that's where I, I feel like not only am I like obligated, but I want to use my platform for things like that, because I feel like in being this bold person that speaks up, that's unafraid of like what people think. And I mean, the, the best validation for it is when I, like, I will run, these little sales or whatever it is that were like, you know, the hundred percent of profits go to like, say the fires in Australia, or I did one for the one October shooting here. Um, and we raised like $7,000 and it's like, I get to do that. You know, a lot of big box retail stores don't get to jump on anything to be able to help people like that without it being this whole thing. Um, I can just (laughs) make the choice tomorrow and do it and get to like help people literally by selling things that say fuck on them. So <laughs> it's been quite awesome. <laughs> I, let's get back to even starting or the starting the line, but also when you made that switch too, because it's one thing like, okay, I'll start with jewelry. That's easy. And it's light. Well, I don't know what type of business your father has, but I knew nothing about wholesaling. And like when I started to make products, it was me like I'm making, I want to make an affirmation deck. Now I want to make art prints. I want like things that were that were like, I don't know any, like, and I still don't know anything about jewelry besides I know there's people that like hand, you know, whatever hand hammer sayings into them. And that's, I know people that do that and stuff like that. But how did you even know about like looking into, oh, I can buy wholesale or I, okay, now I want to make phrases so I can find that. Cause it's not as Google is a great resource, but it's also sometimes not like things are so deep in there. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, so I am not skilled (laughs) in that. I'm very creative in other ways. I could decorate the shit out of your house. I can put your makeup on amazingly. 
I can take some good pictures sometimes, but like, I can't, I'm not, I can't like create things. I'm not a hand maker. I've tried, I was like, I will do this one screen print. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> yeah. No, it is. It's, I'm just, I'm not inclined there. I'm, I'm technical. I don't have the patience. I can edit your website code, which I've had no training, but I can like do weird things like that, but it's just never been my thing. Um, so I initially started to with, uh, this girl I met in, I think a Facebook group. Um, and she hand stamps and I started with her. Oh, so you, that's, you started with someone like just paying someone to do yeah, it for you. I'm like, I know that I can't do it. I could try. It's Got not it. that great. And if someone's already doing it, might as well. Um, and yeah, my dad's in the automotive business, so he's zero help. Yeah. Um, different. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, a CNC machine. He's like, well, I can make you. And it's like random things. I'm like, that's not. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I started with her. She hand stamped them. Um, and it was, it was good. It lasted for a while, but it also like, I don't love the look of handmade. Um, some people love hand stamp stuff. Yeah. It's just not really like my jam. Um, but also too, I feel like there was like running into areas, especially once it started like growing of like being able to keep up with demand. Yeah. Um, and you know, she's hand stamping one by one and it takes a little longer than it takes time. And there's some error in there. Yeah. And so it was, it was getting to a point where I'm like, I just, I can't really like wait for I mean, of course I can order ahead of time, but sometimes too, that that doesn't even allow for, you never know when something spikes randomly on the internet and you know, you run out of things. And so I actually started, I was Googling a shit ton, um, trying to find like bracelet manufacturers Someone told me to look on, uh, what was it? Uh, Alibaba, which yeah. I despise that website. But for people like, that don't know, it's like a place that you can find wholesale goods, like overseas, primarily in Asia. Yeah. But it's, I've but n- yeah, I've looked at it, but I've never gone through with yeah. it. Heavily, no. Well, the so my right reason why I don't like them is especially on their other side, the AliExpress side, it allows people, a general customer, to buy something basically at wholesale cost and only order one. Oh. So there's a lot of ripping off of things, um, which not my favorite thing in the world. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, I don't want to look. And they're like, you don't need to like look at all the things, like search what you're looking for and like go through the actual manufacturers that are on there. Um, and so I started looking through the manufacturers on there and then I would like Google and like check them out and like, do like all my due diligence to make sure they're legit. And the, I mean, the nice thing about that site is they do like rank everybody. Yeah. So you can see how many orders they've actually processed, um, their ratings, like all of this. So it allows you to get like, kind of like having the better business bureau for like overseas inspectors yeah. like right there. And so, yeah, I just happened to find someone. I went through a couple, like talking to them just about pricing and things like that. And what I wanted. Um, and yeah, I, f- I found the one that I've actually been using now for years. Wow. Um, and I love them. They're like so easy to work with. Um, and. But that just- feels like such a chancy thing to like try <laughs> oh, that, yeah. right? Cause really I'm guessing is. it's I not. Pay, I paid $50 for a sample of one bracelet, which I'm like, okay. <laughs> uh, a lot of it was shipping obviously, but I'm like, whatever. I need to see what this looks like. 
I need to find out if it's good. I just can't do the handmade thing anymore. It's just not like, it's not keeping up with it. And so, yeah, so I got the sample and I was like, wow, this is actually like legit. Cause obviously I'd never wholesaled anything. I mean, beyond the the jewelry that I brought in now, which is just from, I mean, most of the wholesale companies are out of China, but they're all like uh, actually in LA. So it was yeah. me going to the fashion district and like buying stuff wholesale there. And so beyond that, I'm like, I'd never had anything like any contact with the manufacturer of like how to do this like what I need to get done um and they were pretty good about like you know just this is how you order and wow walk me through it a little bit um of course there's some language barrier which is luckily the the items like whatever it says they'll make it they don't really care about that um but sometimes an email of describing like what I need and trying to describe that there's a little thing luckily now obviously I don't know, five years in or three years and however long it is. Uh, it's now it's pretty quick. I just, this is my list. Make everything the same as normal. It's fine. Um, and I'll drop little things if I have ideas of like, can you make this? <laughs> and I'm guessing because it's jewelry and it's lighter than the shipping is probably different than like, because uh, it doesn't have to come by boat or does it? Yeah, it's, it um, no, it's air. air. It's, well, it's, yeah. uh, it's air from uh, DHL usually got it so that's um, a much difference yeah like because other products i've looked into over there are heavier and then need to be coming and then that's a whole different like you need somebody at the um the, the port and yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah still, that's scary it's scary to like oh, it's totally. scary to just go with any to give a bunch of money whether they're domestic or overseas but i feel like overseas is where is scarier yeah that's where i mean and i was is the quality going to be the same as the sample yeah. and investing that money yeah, that's where just, I was. It was a little nerve wracking also too of like, because my first order was a decent size. Um, and I'm like, and luckily too, I mean, they allow you to do like 50%, you know, upfront while it's getting made. They sent me pictures like this is what, you know, they look like. And then I would pay half and then ship it. Um, the shipping is still a little bit more expensive. I think just because, I mean, I say expensive. It's really not compared to like some things, even like a heavy thing in the US costs yeah. so much money. Um, so it's not too bad. Um, there are the times, of course, like imports get involved and that's not fun. Um, because obviously that's extra costs that you like would rather not pay just for them to bring the box over the border. Um, but yeah, it's, it was nerve wracking sending that money. I'm like, let's hope these work. (laughs) If they're even going to send it back. (laughs) If I get a box and we we (laughs) find out and it showed up and like, it was like Christmas. But I'm like, first of all, it showed up everything looks amazing. Like there was there, I mean, even over the years, there's been, I mean, I would say less than 50 pieces out of the thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of pieces that I've ordered. There's been, I'd say less than 50 that have been like fucked up and it's usually like a machine slip. So there'll be like a random little dot on the bracelet and I'm I'm not going to, you know, ship that to anybody. Um, there's been some like spelling errors, which were 100% my fault <laughs> and like typing things out real quick. And she was like, did you mean this? I'm like, Oh no, <laughs> I did not. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Like, so let's go to, you've now started how many other like <laughs> brands or business and like, what was it just like, Oh, okay, well I've got this down. Like why not offer this? And yeah, a, a little bit. I think too, I'm like, I feel I feel like I have the ability to do a bunch of things. I'm a very good multitasker, but also too, like one thing I've, I've always wanted, um, well, I 
would love a retail space for Metal Marvels here. Um, but I feel like in order for it to like thrive, it needs to be on the strip. Um, which because it's very Vegas. And I feel like in the land okay. of strip clubs and casinos, I can totally get away with it. Uh but it's very expensive. <laughs> yeah, um, to have a space. Oh yeah. I had I had emailed around a couple of places. Um the uh if you're familiar with the Planet Hollywood Miracle Mile shops. Um, right when you walk up the strip, it's basically you're walking through mall before you get to the casino on the other side. Uh and for a cart. Um, like those little kiosk yeah. carts, which I'm like, first of all, no one's no one shops at a cart. Like, <laughs> nobody ever stops at those stupid kiosks. And also, my stuff is so small that it can easily get stolen. So I'm like, well, that's a dumb idea, but sure, tell me the price. And those ranged anywhere from eight to twelve thousand a month. And I was like, oh God, okay. And so at the same time, I had emailed a girl from uh what's it called? The Valley's Bazaar, which is a little row of stores before the like little people movers that take you into Bally's. And there's like a Lush store. Um, there's an Alex and Annie uh, store. There's a few other ones um, along with like a few bars. Like I even know one of my dad's friends, he actually has a bar in there and I know how much he pays. So I was like, Oh God, this is going to be terrible. And I about fell out my chair uh, for a 950 square foot space. They want uh, 24,000 a month. 24,000. Like, what? <laughs> And I literally, I was like, I gotta, I gotta breathe. Like that's insane. <laughs> and so while I do want a store, it's, I'm like, I don't know how anybody just starting or a non like big corporate big yeah. store even has a chance. Um, and so I also have wanted a, like, I want to do a really rad coffee shop. Um, that's like super Instagrammable, but very much my, my vibe. Cause like a lot of the ones that exist, like there's one here. They're amazing. If anybody comes to Vegas, I love Cafe Lola. Um, it's super cute, but it's all pink and white and flowers and floral walls and neon signs and like freaking adorable and partly my thing. But I also like want something that's a little bit darker. That's like, you know, the black, the whites and the golds and just like super bold, maybe a wall with middle fingers on it. Like <laughs> something like that's like that. Yeah. Very different than what's already there and not like just a coffee shop. And so that's something that I've wanted. And I'm like, but that's also not like a tomorrow thing. And I like to do things very fast. So, <laughs> so I was like, well, I could start this ahead of time and just like start it online, grow the business, grow the brand. So people even know what it is before I open a random coffee shop on the street here somewhere. So, uh, yeah, so I just started that online and I love Wait, What's the coffee called? Uh, fucking good coffee. <laughs> fucking good coffee which that to me doesn't seem like the like easy i don't uh, we're like very big coffee snobs here so even my partner buys green coffee beans and roasts them himself like each week and like yeah. you know like that yeah like coffee is like such a um i don't even know i feel like such a challenging business and also like the people that think what good coffee is is very versatile <laughs> yeah oh totally totally i'm i'm i mean i'm personally picky too uh, it's like but yeah somebody be like oh i'm such a coffee snob but then like their favorite then somebody else tastes it like no there's so many different layers yeah. of like so yeah. to get into coffee when knowing like you know like that and like worrying yeah. about that thing like but is that just because you love coffee and you're feeding into this i'm gonna have a coffee shop one day so this is how bit, i'll yeah. start yeah i mean i i I drink a lot of coffee. Um, 
So it's sort of, and I mean, in, in more so like in, you know, being true to myself is like doing things that I like, I love, like, I'm not going to go into business selling plants. Cause I literally have not a single one in my house, um, <laughs> except for those little fake, uh, <laughs> perineum things that my cat likes to eat. Uh, but like, no, that's not my thing. So, you know, in, in being coffee, like, and I know, and even my dad's like, it's a hard business. I'm, like, I'm not trying to compete with Starbucks. It's yeah. never going to happen. Um, but I also think, especially in today's world. And I mean, Cafe Lola is an example. They've now opened their second one and they opened up a third one. That's all like beignets and donuts, I think. Um, and it is, it's very like Instagrammable and the new one, there's a photo booth with flowers and like this whole thing. So for picture opportunities. Um, and so I think there's like this way to not necessarily compete because you're, you're just not going to, but opening up a new like Avenue where some of our people want to like cute Instagram pictures. Like, and also, I mean, and that's the thing. And that's sort of where like my thoughts, like thought process of it is it too. Like, I want mine to be like different and that it is a, the name already is like a thing that like catches people's eye because obviously it's so different. Um, and it's very in your face. Um, and it it does make you want to be like, Oh, okay. Let's see about that. I wonder if it's good. Yeah. And it's funny. (laughs) Every time I get a review, they're like, I was very skeptical and it really is fucking good. And I'm like, I know, like, that's what I'm trying to tell everybody. <laughs> it's making me think of the moment in Elf where he like passes the coffee shop in New York City. Remember, it's like world's best coffee. Like, that's my favorite. And he goes, congratulations. <laughs> like, that's my favorite over in the movie. Like, that's what, that's what seeing like the, your shopping shop will make me think. Oh my God, I love that movie. Like, all right, I got to try. <laughs> so, yeah, totally. That's what I'm like, it, you know. It, so it's, can I say it's fucking good coffee? Yeah, so, you know, the name is good. The name of each, like each blend of coffee too is different. Wow. So it's like in your face. Because also, and it was funny is I had this idea and then started seeing that meme go around that was like, uh, I'm going to start a coffee shop. I forgot what it said. We're like, when you order a coffee, like you say, just fuck me up. And it's like your coffee with a shot of tequila or something like weird like oh. that. And I was like, that's funny because before that went around, like one of the things that I would wanted was a coffee called just fuck me up because I've literally said, I'm like, can I just order? Like, can I, can that be my order? And when I used to order, um, like red eyes, which are like four shots in iced coffee, like craziness. And they were like, it, he would, he would make a comment. He didn't say just fuck me up because he worked at Starbucks, but like, it was something like that. And I was like, that's actually like really genius. And so I started thinking about that. And literally one of my blends is called just fuck me up. And that was like, one of my ideas was like, Oh, okay. Like that, like to play on the typical coffee. Um, and so then when that meme started going around, I was like, first of all, who's in my head? <laughs> not tequila involved but still like that like that bold thing so yeah kind of a play on just like my my take on it because I yeah I I'm that coffee drinker I'm like can I have four shots is that is that okay <laughs> but yeah it's it's like kind of you know in to grow the brand and get it out there and get everybody familiar with it and all of that and like and I don't think too if, if having Given if I have a coffee shop, it's probably just gonna have to say coffee shop on the building because they're not gonna put fucking good coffee up there. But you can put the F and the little star <laughs> know, right? in the tiny. Yeah, I'm already fighting with the city for the name. So <laughs> uh but yeah, so it just it it kind of just another thing of like something I already love. So why not do it myself? Um and I actually have a really great roaster because obviously again I can't roast coffee. Um I have a really great roaster, a woman-owned business in Indiana. 
Um, so she's amazing and she like roasts everything um, and then sends it to like my fulfillment center. Um, and it really is like, <laughs> I'll have to try <laughs> <it>. <laughs> I'll send you a bag. It is yeah. so, my favorite <laughs> is our cold brew. Um, Cause it actually comes in a pack already. So you can take one pack and put it in 16 ounces of water and then oh. leave it in the fridge overnight. Or I actually, during the summertime target had this, like one of those drink things with a spout uh, on like yeah. three bucks. And I was like, hell yes. So now I literally take the whole bag of them and I pour it in and make like a week's worth of coffee. <laughs> and it's, it is really, really good coffee. Like it's so good. I don't even, I have one today cause I was out running errands, but I don't even really, I used to drink Starbucks like every day and now I, Hardly ever. <laughs> it's crazy. Hey, it's me, Trisha. I wanted to bring you a brief interruption to tell you about my sponsor, Better Help, H E L P. So, this is an online platform that allows you to assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist that you can talk to via a video call, a regular call, and via chat in addition to the calls or just on its own, like texting back and forth on their secure system. I've actually been trying it out myself because I only want to share things that I really believe in. And I love my counselor. I love that we can keep in touch between sessions. So when something comes up and and she asks me to think about it, then when something does come up, I can just go to our secure messaging site write something in and not like worry about being afraid of it or whatever. Like, so we're staying connected constantly. It's a more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. I think it's great for all of us to talk to people, to really allow the thoughts and feelings that we are having out of ourselves. And um, it's an amazing platform. They're offering you 10% off your first month if you go to getbetterhelp.com slash claim it. Getbetterhelp.com slash claim it. The link will be in the notes, of course. Um, yeah, it's all worldwide available. I think it's an amazing thing. And especially in the uncertainness we are all in right now. So go check it out and let me know what you think. Let's get back to the episode. How do you, so like, I'm guessing since you took this different different turn of using the more fuck words and just like in more in your face sass, but also other designs in your business, like these days, I feel like it's so much easier to rip people off and that I think big businesses do it, but also small businesses do it. And I think they don't realize like, oh, I like this. I'm going to start my own business selling. Like I'll just copy what they're doing. And I don't know if people realize how shady they're being. And then some people do realize how shady they're being. And like, have you had to deal with that? And like, how do you deal with that? And then also like the, do you feel in like competition of like seeing like other, like, Oh, would I have to be the next to this or that? Like, do you have like pressure on yourself for like the next best phrase or whatever? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I, that's, it's sort of one of the reasons why I have like, I have a very love hate relationship with like print on demand. Um, I love that like a right. tomorrow could start a business in their bedroom, create a like random t-shirt and start selling it and making money. I think that's fantastic. Um, I also think that there are people who are doing it that are blatantly ripping off things. Yeah. Um, there is a group literally of people that go after trademarks that they deem frivolous. 
to get them taken down, which I have found out the reason why they do that is because they are selling the knockoffs. I've um, heard, yeah, I heard that from another, um, a brand mom culture that sells like sort of mom thing. Like she's yeah, gotten a lot yeah. of like that. And she told me about that, that there's like yeah. groups that like go around, like trying to take down people that have trademarks. Yeah. Sarah knows because the other Sarah is one of their victims. Oh, okay. Sarah from Love by Hannah and Eli. Yeah. Um, she is one of their victims. <laughs> uh, they got one of my uh, trademarks. It's like taken down. Um, and so there's things like that. Um, heavily on the jewelry side. I mean, I have, Two specific that I've dealt with almost from the very beginning. Um, one, mm, the only issue I've had with her lately is she's trying to file trademarks for phrases, which you're not actually allowed to. Um, and that's the one thing is in being in this business, it is not protectable. Um, double-edged sword of like creating what I'm creating um, is that I can create like these bad things, but I can't protect them. Um, some people know that. Um, I think do it intentionally. Uh, so the, yeah, there's one I sort of dealt with. She's on the handmade side and it's, it is what it is. We have a few phrases now the same. Um, there is one in particular, however, who has been a thorn in my side for a long time. Um, because I mean, she literally takes everything, uh, my mugs, my jewelry, my pillows. Wow. Um, and I had confronted her and I got told that I was being crazy and that it was quote unquote, just business. And I was like, but that's not how business works. Um, <laughs> cause I think I'm very, I mean, especially with her, I'm like, for her to say it's just business. I'm like, there's this idea that you have to be this like shady person to be in business. And I think you can like cut throat, like do whatever you can to be successful or something yeah. like that. And it's just like, I know, what I know, about like, your well, integrity? Cut her over. I'm like, but that's not me. Like when these things happen, whether it's a, I, I always, it always boils back to, I feel like the fact that I'm a cancer because it makes me an emotional wreck. But like, I like, it hurts. It, it hurts me when I come out with something and then there it is, you know, on this particular website and, and I can't do anything about it. Um, and so there's, there's all, I mean, there's always going to be, um, I'm finding more just because trademarks have opened now to curse words. Um, there's, oh, a, they did uh, open to curse words. Yeah. Uh, which is great. I love it. Um, but, uh, like there's one Chinese company in particular that is trying to trademark a lot of my phrases. Um, wow, a yeah. Company. So I'm having to fight those, which most of them have been taken down. Um, but you know, it, it, there's always going to be, there's always going to be like, it's just in this world and it, it, it's heavily in the hand stamped thing, just because again, they see it once and they love it and they make it, or they think they came up with it. And, they they, it. and it's like easy for them to just yeah. make one. And yeah. So. so, and I think, and I don't necessarily see, and I don't mean this to sound like bad. I don't necessarily see the handmade people as competition. Um, because I feel like it's a very different animal. Um, not everybody loves the handmade look and the handmade thing. And some people do. And like, if people ask me for like customs, I can't do customs for like small orders. If people ask me for customs, like I'm like, I cannot, but there's 900% a chance of somebody on Etsy who can make it for you. Um, and while I would love to make it for you, like it's just not feasible. For yeah. me. Um, and so I have no problem with that. And I don't, I don't really see a lot of those like as a competition per se. And then not, and even the other ones, I don't, I don't see them in, I guess they're partly, of course they're competition. Like they're literally selling my stuff. <laughs> um, 
but I also have been working at least, I mean, for the past year, at least, because <laughs> this is like a new thing of like, I've been working harder on not paying attention. Yeah. Um, Cause especially, I mean, in, whether it's business or life, I feel like it's, it's really easy in, you know, the social media world to like get sucked into like focusing on that stuff um, and comparing ourselves or competing with other people or whatever the case. Um, and so I'm trying, I tried to like not look at her shit anymore though. I know, I mean, I, I do for the mere fact that now that I, that's a reason why for my mugs and shirts, I've moved into like designed things because they're protectable. Um, just text is a free for all. So, um, of course I do check that because obviously I'm not going to let you sell that, but the other stuff, like it is what it is. There's Chinese companies everywhere. Amazon is full full pages yeah full of, i've heard that it's pre- rough because it's like you don't have the manpower and the energy to take it down anyway and so then yeah it's like okay well realizing what is me knowing about all of these things doing for me <laughs> yeah it only it only adds to my anxiety so i i try not to focus on it the, the things i like i do focus on are like the the, the trademarks i will fire file a letter of protest if it's a, it's already, it's not something you're allowed to protect anyway. So luckily the trademark office has caught those. But if it's something like one that I'm fighting is the do no harm, but take no shit. I didn't come up with that. That's been a thing that's been around for ages. But I'm also not going to let you, some random Chinese company, trademark it because you didn't come up with it either. Um, and so there's like things like that where it's something that would affect my business in that way versus them just selling the same bracelet. Yeah. That's a different thing. And so, yeah, I mean, it is. And so that's, I mean, that's something I'm like, sort of trying to move to is like more limited things um of more like a cycle of phrases versus keeping as much as I've have had and like as much inventory and things like that and just cycling through to like a limited thing so it's like you got to get it or it's gone um and things like that just so there is more turnover I can come out with a phrase and then you know hopefully it can take off before they knock it off basically. Um, and, and cycling through things or like, you know, the drinkware, bringing out stuff that's all designed, um, and just trying to like keep things like more like fresh and on a shorter cycle. Um, so that's, yeah, that's definitely something we're going but yeah, of course, I mean, in being in business or whatever, it's hard not to let it affect you. Um, I mean, unless you literally don't give a shit, but I give a shit a lot about my business and you know what I'm doing. So if you can be that hard ass and not care, it's, it's easier. <laughs> Are you able to like turn your brain off? I'm guessing, well, I don't think turn your brain off. Cause even I, I feel like I'm off and then I'll like have an idea. And like, that's why I'm like always live by Google docs. And I like have different a doc for like different ideas about things. Cause I think it is like when, and same, like I was never, I'm not, I used to tell myself I'm not, I wasn't creative because I wasn't a singer or an artist or musician or anything like that. So I used to always say I'm not creative. And now I'm like, oh, I'm so creative. Like I'm thinking things different all the time or whatever. And so I think people that do own businesses, run businesses, even if they're not making anything are very creative, but like more, not do you turn your brain off, but like, are you, do you like, do you feel like you have to be working all the time or do you allow yourself to like relax? And do you, have you had any pressures of like the shoulds of, Oh, I'm a business owner. So I should be doing this or these hours or that, or 
whatever. Like, you know, we can get in our heads of like, oh, I should be working nine to five. I shouldn't answer emails on the weekend because that's wrong or like all these sorts of things. But if like, if yeah. it works for you, it works for you. <laughs> yeah. No, I just, yeah, that's one thing I'm like always, I hate those things that fly around. They're like, in order to be successful, you got to get up at 5 a.m. and you got to do this and you got to do that. And I'm like, and I think that's horseshit. I think yeah. we each have our like own like zone of genius. Same. Mine starts at like 2 p.m. That's just what it is. I, I do not function well. I don't love getting up before 10, which I try not to. Um, (laughs) the benefit of, you know, of working for yourself from home is, which is, I've always been a night owl. So it's lended itself to that. And, uh, and I know I, I'm probably never off. Like I try really hard to sometimes like through, I can, I can take a night where I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to veg and watch TV. But that's also rare. Cause I'm usually with my laptop in my lap and Safe. I'm working while I'm watching TV. Um, I will force myself, whether it's like for me personally, like I love a like little spa break. Um, so whether it's, you know, getting a massage or a facial and I, I have to like force myself to do it. I'm like, I'm taking this hour or this two hours, whatever it is. And I'm going to go. And luckily it's like at this, I, the spa I loved here, it's, under the hotel so there's no reception so I can't even check my shit until I get out (laughs) um and so I force myself but I feel like I'm always on and not necessarily because I have to be yeah I just like what I do like it's never like oh I have to do this and honestly like I am always working but also like I said this to somebody and they're like, you're insane. I'm like, I also feel like I'm not doing enough. Like, and, it, and it's not, not necessarily like a, a like pressure thing. I also like, it's a thing I struggle with of equating like success to like efficiency or to like getting things done where they don't all need to be done right this minute, but I'm like, well, and there's like no <laughs> possible way they can all be done. And that's the thing, like as a creative being, as a business, as anything like your to-do lists are never going to be done. You're just going to have more never. ideas and more things. Like it's just like, so it can feel like, yeah, like there's always 80,000 pages oh, yeah. of like. <laughs> I have multiple notebooks around. There's only one of my desks and I have like 12 to 15 notepads and journals that are open yeah. that all have different writing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have. Well, I have Besides the Google notes and my phone. And the, <laughs> two in range of me right now and they're as funny as they're all for something different like it's weird like I each like book is for its own little thing and then like I have my workbook that I made that I use that on the daily and then I actually started using so I I have I'm learning that I am becoming very much my father and if it's not in my calendar I don't remember same so I've started living by my calendar and then I also recently started which has actually cut down on the paper version but I started using um the Todoist app which I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but it's on your phone. It's also like, it's on my computer. Um, And so as I'm sitting here, I'm like, oh, I got to do this. And I can put it on my to-do list. And I like it because, I mean, I love checking shit off on paper, but I like, you know, to like click it on the computer and it disappears. And you're like, oh, I did it. Okay, cool. Um, (laughs) And you can like keep everything done and by time, but it also links to your calendar. So like everything is like talking to each other. And I like, it has kept me way more on track than normal, but of course, and I'm like, well, I got to do this and I got to do this and I got to do this. And I'm trying to be really good at like moving them around to different days. So my one to-do list is not like 400 pages long, but yeah, no, my, my to-do list is ever growing. Um, and not just like the daily to-do list, my like want to-do list. So like all my goals, like the coffee shop or the boutique or 
I really want to have a women's conference here in Vegas um, because there's not a lot. Uh, from what I found, a lot of the like conferences tend to be like more of like a panel. Um, and I went to one here. It was okay. I learned a little bit, but like I also like I went to a general conference before where it was like a speaker for you know an hour and then another speaker and then another yeah. you get that like full on information. I loved it. Um, and I just, I felt like I came away with so much. And so I really want to create something like that for women. Um, and then, uh, well, I started my coaching, but now I also want to create a course. So like the, not only is my like to date, my daily to-do list growing, it's like my big goals or like the shit I want to do or, you know, whatever, like that list is growing too. And then on top of that, I have like my phrase idea list <laughs> yep. put on stuff or <laughs> yeah I'm like I get it I have multiple lists of different things as well but I think that yeah it feels good and I think that um allowing yourself to dream I think a lot of people and I even remember in periods of my own life where I like stopped allowing myself to dream like I couldn't see past where I was right now and where I was at that moment wasn't like working out the best yeah and in it uh and and you know especially if you're like in a place where things are struggling whether it's in your relationships or financially or something then sometimes you just like can feel like there isn't anything that's ever going to change to be different and so like to allow yourself to have those dreams and the thoughts and to not have the pressure of like well when's that going to happen when's that women conference and that like whatever like but if you're like putting that out there plugging this in oh yeah this is something I want to do one day this is something I want to do then you're making space for that idea to percolate and grow and like things to come together and like you saying it to me and then I could be like this oh hey I know somebody in Vegas like you know just like allowing yourself that space to dream but not having the pressure on I have all of these things to do (laughs) that I want to do and I'm not doing enough. So keeping yourself in check with the like dreaming and acknowledging where you are and all that you've done and are accomplishing in the day to day, even if nothing gets checked off your to-do list. Yeah. That's why I I focus on like the, the shit I have to do today. And then I'll be like, you know, the one like big goal of the time. Like, so I had lunch with my friend, Jamie, who she's like, she's a coach. And that, that was sort of the, like, I guess the, like come to Jesus moment with her where she's like, she's talking to me and she's like, but like, she's like, do you understand all that you've accomplished? And I'm like, not really. Like it's, it, you get, so it's the same thing. Of like, you're so close to it every single day that you don't always see, like, I'm super brought back down to earth. Like, cause I, I'm usually, I'm just in my head all the time. Like I've got, you know, all these things going and I'm, I'm always like working to where I don't as much as I should stop and be like, okay, like this is what's actually happening. Cause she's like, I mean, and I, of course, when I get messages from customers of like what my shit has meant to them yeah it's always so crazy to me because I'm like I, I just made it and like well obviously in the moment like I came up with it for a reason and there's a thought process behind the phrase and like why I did it but for it to like mean somebody to somebody else like super like just puts everything like full circle and like right in front of you because day to day you're like well I'm just working and like I'm just I'm going through what I need yeah. to do to like get shit done and you don't always think about it and that's what she's like I don't think you understand like what you've done and like she she's like do you know how big of a deal you are? And I was like, no, <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> and she, again, she sort of like laid it out there for me. I, I ended up crying again, of course. And she ended up like laying it out there for me and was like, yeah, like it's insane. And she's like, you need to first of all, understand it. And then also she's like, I find it very stupid that you're not selling your knowledge. And, I was like, and I've, I've been asked a lot, a lot to do it, but I'm like, I don't necessarily have the time. And I, and I didn't have like anything structured for that to ever happen. Like, tons of like can I pick your brain dms um 
And so like, yeah, she's like, I really think you should like, that's sort of like where the coaching came from. And again, the way I like do things, I, we had the lunch on that Monday and by the following Monday, Tuesday, I had the website launched and like ready for whatever. Cause I like, once I have the idea and I'm like, this is what I'm doing, I definitely go full in. But that's why like the, the other things are like on my list of like, I, but I don't feel the pressure of like, I need to create a, a conference like tomorrow. Like, yeah, you know, if there's things I'm really good about, like realizing like what things are going to take way more work that I can do little pieces of it over time to like get it laid out. So I don't, I definitely don't put the pressure on myself of like anything beyond getting my daily to-do list done. And even then I'll move some shit around if I have to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, uh, I mean, I've never spoken to you personally or whatever, but I could just even tell from, yeah, the way you are in your Metal Marvels account, because I wasn't even following your personal account until recently, is that you can tell, like, there's a person behind this brand that is real, that is passionate, that is, like, living their truth and wants other people to have that, too. Totally. You can yeah. feel that from yeah. you, from metal marvels posts. <laughs> yeah thing for me and that's why too like i i did a shoot and i'll i mean i'll do more too of like basically like my really like true first shoot of me actually being in the brand stuff which is crazy to think about because i've had it for seven years um but in the beginning you know, it was just me doing everything so i would just shoot everything on somebody else because it was easier right um, and so it was like my first time like of me being in it and like that's the thing that's where i'm trying to like kind of put myself more out there too, instead of just being like the voice of the brand is like, I want people to see it too. And that's why also too, I'm like working hard too on my personal side of like boosting that to where they like connect to each other because like, I want people to see, cause I feel like too, a lot of people, if they see like, Oh, you know, she's, she's bold or whatever. She's like doing this, but like, I want them to like truly see like, that's how people live. And like, I'm trying to like shut down this idea of like, the like having to be so fake on Instagram because <laughs> it drives me crazy. Um, and like, just like, I don't know, putting out there. So I'm like, if, if it can help me just being like me and like putting shit out there and like a lot of the captions, especially my personal one, I literally just like word vomit and it's whatever's in my brain at that moment. And there's lots of profanity and there's no, like, it's not like put together and like, usually not thought out. Like I literally will think of it in that moment. I might save it to my drafts. I might save it to my drafts because, you know, I'll post it later. But it's like, you know, in that moment, it like the, with the idea thing, like if it's something like that and I'm like, oh, I, need, I really, I want to like say this, I will literally like just put it down and like, I'll literally sit there and type out a caption. And if I, I'll just like save it to drafts where I'm like, okay, well, like my idea got out there, whether it's posted or like right this minute or not, like things like that, or like ideas with products. Like I, if it comes in the moment, like I'm, I've got to put it down. I can't, I can't wait. So it's like, it's very, yeah. it's very like, like me, I mean, pen to paper per se but yeah I think in like especially in like the like brand wise but yeah and trying to like kind of put like push myself more into the brand too like because uh, the brand is very me but like I wasn't super visible or things like that I feel like um, although people said I was but I'm like ah, I'm not even over there <laughs> like you don't see me that much but yeah and like just I feel like I don't know I mean like the brand like not being perfect like I feel like there's a lot of like you know, the idea that everything has to be perfect. And yeah, I just, I really don't think it has to be. And I don't think it's perfect to be successful. And that's something I still like, struggle with. I'm like, it has to be perfect. Or I'm like, I'm trying to work harder on, it has to be done. It doesn't have to be perfect. Um, 
I, I don't, so yeah. I mean, like if I can put a little bit of that out there and like, I don't know, encourage more people to like, I mean, just put themselves out there yeah, use the word who they are. or, you know, get tattoos yeah. or color. Yeah, their you're allowed to use the word fuck. You're allowed to wake up at 10 and start working at two. Like that's the thing that people are putting so much pressure on themselves. Yeah, I mean, based on what other people are doing or tell yeah, you. Some of those posts that have gone on are like, what is it? Success tips from a, he's like a, what's over those, uh, a SEAL team guy. And I'm like, okay, well, first of all, I'm not a SEAL team person. Uh, that's not my regimen. And I just, I don't, and every time one of those things pop up, I'm like, it's so not true. Like there's this idea that you have to be something specific to be successful. And every single person that I've met in business is completely different. Yeah. And I were also always evolving. What worked for yeah. me years ago is not working now as a mom, but then does work again in a couple of months. And yeah. like, it's well, just, what, we're what always changing. I rocketed the business in 2016 does not work at all right now. Right. <laughs> it's really frustrating that it doesn't, but it doesn't. It's just, it's, you know, everything's like, everything's changing. And I'm, I'm not the person I was two years ago. I'm definitely not the person I was six years ago. So yeah, it's like, you know, it's, I feel like more people would be successful if they like, were literally just themselves like so I mean if I can like if I can do that like that's my goal <laughs> all right I'm gonna get to the la things I ask everybody I um have and pull up ah wait where is it if you can can you see these yeah. I'm like this is funny doing it to you because you have products that have all these <laughs> phrases on it but so I have everybody pick a keychain they look like this clear thing on there Again, this is funny to do it for you, but, um, yeah, I love them. <laughs> so the phrase is phrase, not necessarily that you love the most, but you phrase that you feel you need to be reminded the most of right now of these phrases. Um, mm, probably I am enough. Yeah. And why is that one? Um, I feel like reminding myself, like, you know, in talking to Jamie where she's like, do you understand like what you've done? And I'm like, no, it's just me. Uh, but yeah. And like, I mean, realizing that, A, what I've already done is enough. But yeah, like just being me is enough. And like yeah. putting myself out there is enough. And like speaking my truth especially is enough. Um, and not... That your story I'm, is enough. Yeah, my story is enough for sure. Yeah, and like not trying to... Because I feel like we always get... There's always a moment where you get sucked back into like the, oh, I, I should I should be doing this or... I should be this or whatever. And yeah. luckily it doesn't last a long time for me, but there's always those moments where you're like, well, if I was this, maybe I would be doing that or like whatever the case. So yeah, I feel like for me, and I mean, I feel like it's a good reminder for everybody, but just no. what you're doing is, is enough. Like living your life. I always talk about like my big thing that <laughs> I don't even know how I came up with it. And I was, I think it was like on a podcast episode of what I call my deathbed theory. And that like, first of all, we have one life and in the end of it, like you're the only person that's on that deathbed. Sure. There's people hopefully surrounding you and like they're with you, but you're the one that's dying. Yeah. And like, I refuse to get to that point in my life and have any regrets for not doing anything. Um, and especially no regrets of like not doing something solely because somebody else wanted me to go a different route or had a different idea of what I should do or had an opinion of what I was doing. Um, so I, I mean, it kind of fits into that of like realizing that like your choice, like your life, your, you, what you're doing in this like world is enough because it's, 
it's only it only matters to you in like the grand scheme of things like <laughs> so I try yeah. to get that theory a lot because I feel like so many people have regrets and just listen to opinions and yeah going back to your like story about like remembering like wait why am I like believing that thought that that guy said on yeah. AOL chat <laughs> yeah. Literally, not- yeah it's crazy you know we I so many people I just, they just let other people's opinions I feel like affect so much in their life and it's like I feel like yeah. so many people could be doing so much more or could be so much more like if they just let go of that yeah like that's that's a big thing I always say and share and let something that I have to be weighing in daily because we can like feel as if we are being judged and sometimes we are actually being judged but sometimes it's just the fear of being judged yeah and that for me I just have to constantly remind myself like that I I can't feel the weight or the pain of a judgment unless it's something I believe to be true about myself so if I'm believing that like if I'm out with my kids and I feel like people are looking at me thinking I'm not a good mom then I go oh I'm being judged oh my god I'm not a good mom then like do I believe I'm not a good mom no. Okay. So fuck it. And like totally. release that tension, release that stress. Or yeah. if I say this, people are going to think this and I'm judging myself about that. Is that what I believe? Is that what I want to believe about myself? Then no. So we always get to like, when you're stuck in that feeling of being judged or what will people think, then be like, well, hello, I'm the judge. That's the yeah. only judging me as me phrase. Like yeah. it's me. What do I believe? <laughs> totally. Yeah. It's, it's a, I try to like say it a lot. Like I'm, like, I'm sure people, I guess I haven't posted it in a while, but I try to like like bring that up of like because I mean it really is like in the end just like you're the one going out and I I I started that early of like I I say early early in my like change of my you know my beliefs and personality of like I don't want to have regrets so like I stopped waiting on people um none of my friends could do anything like big for my 30th birthday and I wanted to go away and like I wanted to like go out of the country and like do whatever and so I booked a trip and I went by myself to the Bahamas. Yeah. Um, had an amazing Like I've been like that too. Like, well, fine. Nobody else can do yeah. it. Or do what I'm supposed to do that. I'm still going to do it. Like, <laughs> yeah, but, well, when I had my little, you know, come to me moment in San Francisco, I literally went alone. I, it was actually my 20 something birthday. One of those, 18, whatever it was. And I like got a car and I took off to San Francisco and I like explored and like had that moment in the middle of the bridge. And it was like the start of like, why am I waiting for people? Like, why? Like, I love my people and I would, I would love for them to be here, but I also can't, I can't wait around. I mean, hell, I up and bought a house in moved states because it was better for me because it was, you know, smarter financially. And it just made more sense. I left all my people, but <laughs> it just made sense. You so, got to do what works best for you and feels best yeah, for you and yeah. pay most attention to how you think and feel and believe about yourself and not yeah. what everybody else may or may not. Yeah, I feel like there's there's a big like negative connotation on the word selfish. And I don't necessarily think it should be there. Um because if I feel like, you know, and yeah, I I think you have to be selfish in order to be selfless. Like you have to, if you're not taking care of yourself, if you're not making sure you're like good mentally or physically or like whatever, if you're not if you're not a whole being, you can't do things for other people. Um, and so, and you're not, sh- yeah, you're not showing up as your full self. Like yeah, you're, I, yeah, you're, I think you're doing, you're giving them a, a sh- like shittier version of yourself. Cause you haven't been taking the best care of yourself. Yeah, for sure. And I think so, so many people are like afraid to be selfish and I'm like, huh, <laughs> like I full, I think you have to be to some, like some degree, of course, don't walk around being a dick, but I think that's just an overarching thing. And like, you have to 
take time for yourself or you have to do what makes you happy. Too many people are stuck in jobs that make them miserable because they're like afraid to take the next step or to do whatever yeah. or take a pay cut to do something they love. So it's like, yeah. and their misery is not just affecting them, but yeah, everybody in their life. Is yeah. Well. So yeah, I, I'm like, I try to like, I don't know. I feel like turn all these like things on their head of like this, like negative idea around profanity or like selfishness or whatever. Yeah. I try to flip things, get <laughs> <in> my own spin. <laughs> um, okay. Next question is what do you, what is a go-to to raise your joy levels? So like you're not in a great mood, maybe got pissed off about trademark or whatever. And okay. What do you do to boost your spirits? Um, so lately, which is something that's like, was never a huge thing. Um, is working out, which is very weird. Like I was not <laughs> like, well, let's work out. Um, but it has become like a thing. I, like do this whole meal plan thing and I lost like 40 pounds and like my Peloton has become one of my favorite things. I uh, uh, If I'm in a too. serious funk, um, it's so weird, but, uh, the Harry Belafonte song shake Sonora from Beale. <laughs> <laughs> it is one of my, I love that. and no matter where I am, if I'm in a funk, I will literally like, I have danced around the kitchen with it on repeat. If I'm like in a serious, that's amazing. If I'm out about it is on repeat in my car. Like, cause it just makes me like <laughs> dance like a lunatic and like, just, I, I just let loose and like, and I will, I'll listen to it on repeat until my brain is like, okay, we're good. <laughs> uh, and I will love it. Dance, cats look at me like I'm crazy. Cause I'm dancing around the kitchen and it just, it, it's the weirdest thing. And I don't even know how it, no idea how it even started <laughs> in a mood and it came on and I was like, Oh, love it. This is doing something. So yeah, I literally, it's my, like, people know I'll post about it. Like you could tell, like if I'm in a funk, it's probably <laughs> somewhere. Um, <laughs> cause it just, it just brings me like so much joy. Mostly too. I end up laughing at myself cause I'm literally dancing like a yeah around the kitchen. It's so good. <laughs> okay. I ask everybody to apply this to their own life is what is easiest for you is not always what is best for you. So what is easiest for me is to blank. What is best for me is to. Ooh. I don't even know. It could show up in all different ways. Like it could be like, you know, a part of your daily routine or what's easiest or easiest for me to do is to keep working. What is best is to take time for me. What is easiest for me is to get mad about this. What is best? That's actually what I was probably going to (laughs) say is it's definitely easiest for me to just keep working. Um, Going from like, literally like my thing now lately is, I don't know why I, I don't love this desk as much anymore. So I've been sitting at my like dining table, which is like super random and not the most comfortable, but like, for some reason I'm like into it. I'll go from that. to working on my couch to then like, when I actually go and lay in bed that I'm like working on my phone. <laughs> so it's definitely easiest for me just to keep working. Cause I feel like there's always something that I like could be doing. Um, it's definitely best that I like prioritize myself though. Um, in something that I've actually lagged out the past week is like, I try to get like my workout in in the morning. So it's like, it's done and it's over with. And then I have the day to, to work or whatever. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely best. It would be better if I could <laughs> get that more under control, <laughs> <laughs> relax a little bit, decompress. That would be great. Yeah. Things yeah. to work on. <laughs> um, and the, the last question is the name of the podcast is claim it which I believe that our feelings of success, of worthiness, of being enough, of 
being loved, if everything aren't out there somewhere. Once I get this, have this, do this, then I'll feel successful enough, worthy. Like once my account reaches this much, once I make this much money, once I, whatever, that it's something that we have to claim for ourselves every day. So what are you claiming for yourself right now? Oh, <laughs> um, oh man. It could be one word. It could be an idea. It could be a, how you feel. Yeah. Um, I would say success, but I feel like it's like a, it's like a big answer and then like bigger than just the one word. Cause I feel like personally, like I, money has always been a success thing. I think that's just from my, like you mark success by money. Just like yeah. my, like, I think my upbringing, um, yeah. my parents like, you know, grew up broke to then having, you know, money and all of that. So I think money's always been a marker for me, but also I'm trying to, people don't like, don't think that life is a work in progress, but I fully believe life and business and all of this is a full blown work in progress. And for me, it's focusing on the like other things that bring me success. So like I had my first call coaching call yesterday and like, I, I was like, okay, first of all, someone's paying to talk to me, which is very true. <laughs> and then like the feeling I had when leaving the, and she was like super stoked, but like the feeling that I had leaving that call, I was like, wow, like that's also success yeah. <laughs> like, in, you know, a realizing that I feed off this energy of like other women in business and like, just doing what they love, um, is like magic, but like in the fact that like I help somebody and like over the time, like I do, I get the DMS from people and like, I've had plenty of moments where I've cried and I have cried at DMS that people send me of like what my stuff has meant to them. And it's, it's never something that's like always had like a big focus. I'm like for me. And like, I'm also, I'm working on reshaping success, I feel like. So yeah. I've, I definitely, of course, I feel like money is a big thing because A, I, a big goal for me is just financial freedom in general. Like I want to not worry about a bill being paid. I want to be able to do what I, you know, what I want at the drop of a hat without having to worry about it. But also like, while like simultaneously, like actually like helping people, it's not just about the money. I think that's, I, as I'm getting older, I feel like more of my mom is coming out. Like my dad's very much business money, like that's the goal, um, where her, she's very heart centered around the business. So like, I'm definitely getting more towards like that. So it's definitely reshaping myself and like my beliefs around success in general. So yeah, big, big old bubble of success. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's good. And, like seeing that at the end of every day, it's like acknowledging yourself. Like I am successful. Look what I've done today. Whether it's talking to that person, getting that message, like yeah. So whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to focus on that more. Cause I feel like, you know, like I said, we're so close to it day in and day out that you don't, we don't step back enough to realize it. Like we will take the breaks, but when I'm in the spa, I'm not thinking about any of that. I'm trying to shut off my brain. So it's yeah. like, we don't necessarily take the moment to actually like step back and like look at everything. We more so just take a break to relax. So it's definitely like, I'm trying to work on reflecting. And, yeah. Actually yeah. like taking that step back and like looking at things and being like, wow, like she, in my lunch with Jamie, she's like, how much have you sold since you started? And that was just, I switched to Shopify in 2014 and I like pulled it up and I looked at the number and I was like, holy shit. Like that's real. <laughs> and it's, it's funny. Cause I, I have of the past three years, at least I focus year to year. Yeah. Like that's where I'm looking. And I haven't, that was the first time in a while that I looked at the entire thing and to see like what I've actually built. 
that's why I was, that was kind of like the moment where I was like, I feel like I need to do this more often. Like, yeah, whether it's just, you know, it's not just the money thing, but like actually looking at the bigger picture. Yeah. It's so hard or it's so easy to get sucked into like, well, no, and that's it. If you're pinning it, cause that's a lot of us are raised with the like, okay. And, and financial freedom is, yeah, of course. Like, yeah. you know, like, okay. So it's not like bad to make money. Like, yes, money is a part of the business, but like not pinning it on like, oh, once I make this much or whatever, then I'll feel this. Cause you won't, you're yeah. just going to like make a bigger number, a bigger oh. goal or something like that. Not just oh. you. Like that's yeah. how we are raised. Claiming it every day and tapping into that. Like, what do I want? I want the success. Oh, well, how can I see, like claim that for myself today? Like I made one Google search, whatever, you know, like success yeah. or like whatever. Like, I just mean like us, like if what new, you know, so many people are stopping themselves too, because things are so hard. Do a Google, Google search on this thing that you want to do great. You did one thing. You made one tiny step towards yeah. what you want to do. Or like, totally. yeah, I got a comment or I got one sale. Like anything yeah. is enough yeah, to I, acknowledge. I, I try to focus on all the, like pinpoint all the little things, even if it's on my personal or whatever, just some of the comments that come through. Like I, I like sit there and like take the time to really read it and like take it in before I'm like, yeah. I, I like thank them and like, you know, whatever for the comment. I'm just like, yeah, just like seeing the, like the little things. Cause it's, it's so easy to be like zoomed in, you know, daily on what you're doing, but there's like so much happening, you know, when you zoom out. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Thank you so much for, oh, for having me coming on and sharing so much. Of course. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation with Katie. You can check her out at metalmarvels.com, katieseller.com. She's got all sorts of links and she's got a lot going on. So all of that will be in the show notes, full show notes, full episode links can be found at yourduologist.com slash podcast. And you'll find all the episodes there for all things in me. You can go to yourdryologist.com and at yourdryologist. Katie is at Katie Seller at Metal Marvels. We love hearing from you what resonated with you in the episode. Send us a message, share the episode, tag us, and please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. That means a lot for me, wondering how you found the show, why you're listening, what you got from it. And it also actually helps the show get found and discovered by more people. So hopefully that'll be more people out in the world claiming it and thinking more about what they are doing, why, and moving through doubts and fears, getting out of their own way. Leave a review, screenshot it. You can screenshot it before you hit submit because it might take a couple of days to show up. Email it to me, podcast at yourduologist.com, and I'll send you a little gift for my product line. Because just like I have the keychains I have every guest pick from, I have mugs, I have an affirmation deck, I have journals, magnets, notepads, wine glasses, all sorts of things with my variety of empowering phrases. Make sure to also check out my daily inspiration app called Own Your Awesome in the App Store. And to keep showing up for yourself and for your life and think about what is motivating your choices in your life. Is it because you feel you should or it's an actual true desire, a want? All right. I love you. Send me messages. Send me all the things at your joyologist. <laughs>